Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Oh yeah, I got that Pretty from dope. my. Uh, I did a Rooster Teeth uh, Secret Santa. Nice. And I got a uh, cool podcast and chill shirt. <laughs> it's on. It so, looks like the Netflix logo. Yeah, exactly. It's very cool. cool. I like it. It's a good and idea. I'm like, oh, what do you know? It's convenient. Good, good little, good little slogan. We need a slogan. We don't have a slogan for our show. Yeah. It's on our website. What is it? One percent quality, ninety-nine percent ramblings. That's not our slogan. That, that can't be our slogan. That is a fantastic slogan. No. Okay, fine. We, I didn't we, sign off just, on that. Can we just be like one percent quality? <laughs> well, let's shoot for two percent quality. Let's shoot. That's, that's let's like shoot shooting for, for the moon. Let's shoot for three percent quality, and our slogan can be three percent. One better than milk. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Three percent quality. One better than One milk. One better than milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Nice. All right. You ready to kick this puppy off? Let's kick it. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station Pod. I was thinking Woo-hoo. about I was thinking about doing something different. Yeah. Because you know, like, uh, there's a lot of podcasts that are like, "Hey guys, welcome to the Animation It's back a bit. You know, and they go like that. Uh huh. Or we can just be like, "Oh, can you do like drug history." Um. Like, hi, my name's Gavin, and today we're going to be talking about... Yeah, exactly. We're like, okay. hello. Yeah. I'm Can Josh I... Do you have a cocktail for me? Because I would prefer to have a cocktail in my hand if no, that were the case. No, but you have a cafe. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. So, so you got to hold it in your hand. Got to hold it in your hand. All right, I got, got it. it. Hi. No, they don't say hi. It's like, hello, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. And we're here to tell you the story of Rise of the Guardians. Yes. Yes, we are. And then we take a train. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode... 20. 20. Man. Big two zero. 20 We're in the almost books. old enough to drink. Mm-hmm. Indeed, as I take a sip of coffee. Uh, yeah, it's crazy that we've been doing this for 20 weeks now. Because we've been doing it's one episode a week, right? One we've never a skipped week. a week, and we've never had more than one episode no, a week. We've we, had some bonus content. Like we've but... never skipped a week. Well, hey now. People have things going hey on. Now. Hey, hey now. now. Oh, wow, that's awful. We're bad. We're just all over the place <laughs> today. This is going to be an interesting episode, I can tell. So, let's go ahead and get started <laughs> with episode 20. So, what's going on in the world of animation? I know we got some tiddly tidbits from the world of coco there was a lot of stuff out of coco um was it a lot or did no, it just seem like a lot because we've had zero well, so far exactly any little bit they gave us a new image and uh-huh. three of the characters now before we had talked about 
we thought there might have been an image already. I kind of feel like that's the first image. Well, well, there's there's the one like like I said, they have that one with uh, him sitting on the like he's like sitting down on the ground and he's got like a he's got really? the guitar. Okay, yeah. I still have not seen that image. Yeah, that's alright. But that's cool. That's cool. That was like the very first one that they did to announce the movie. It was like, oh yeah, here we go. Oh. We got the, here's a picture. Okay. But I do like that the kid, uh, he has a red hoodie just like Marco Diaz in Star Wars. <laughs> it, it, he does look a little like Marco, like, I guess. If he has a little mole right there, a little <laughs> cute little mole, 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 mole. then uh, like it's Marco. And the story sounds pretty cool. Um, it's all about him trying to be a musician, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't read too, too much into it mm -hmm. because I don't like the spoilery stuff. And Meaning even though you don't need to know a whole lot more. Exactly. Just like, just let me know. Like I was yeah, already going to go see it. I agree. I, what, what encourages me is that the Pixar movies have never been, first of all, they've never done a musical like Disney. Yeah. And they've never really centered a movie around music. They've never really tackled that as a topic or subject. And so that gets me excited to see what they can do with a movie that's really kind of centralized around a theme of music. I, I think it could be really cool. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly... So I'm um, sure Miranda will get his hands on it. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, basically said the movie is set to be a, a set to be music-packed, but not quite a musical film. Right. So it's like, okay, so you're going to give us a lot of music. So it's, you're going to be almost a lot... Uh, no... I guess. Hercules? Well, see, it's going to skirt that line <laughs> and it's going to play with that definition. You know, we've mentioned it several times on the show about where do you draw the line of is this a musical or is this just a movie with some songs in it? It's a tough line to draw and yeah. some 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 movies ride that line, you know. I think I think Lion King's a good example cuz I think I put it as a musical and you don't quite put it as a musical. Well, I because it just doesn't seem like a musical. It seems uh, like a me, it seems fun like it is. action rom-com. It's not, you know, like, well, speaking of Miranda, it's not like Hamilton where almost every single moment of it is sung yeah. or rapped or like, like, there's like, no, like Les Mis. Like Les like Mis, there's no dialogue. It is all song lyric. Well, that's basically the way uh, Hamilton is. There's just a couple there's parts. There's a couple. There's a few lines yeah. in there, yeah. But they have but, that cool spinning stage. But there Hamilton. are many classic examples of musicals with tons of dialogue and just songs thrown in you know like, like music the music man. man yeah and so i don't know i feel like lion king is just as musical as many of those other musicals so anyway that's a tangential topic yeah we for did another have, podcast yeah and we did have some cool anime news Ooh. come out um we've got dragon ball super which is <laughs> so is that better than z no, it's like the continuation of Z. So it's Dragon Ball later. Dragon Ball later, pretty okay. much, yeah. But it's set to premiere January 7th on Toonami, and it's going to be the English dub brought to you by the wonderful people over at Funimation. So since I'm not a TV guy, and some of our listeners might not be TV guys and gals, is Toonami its own channel? No, it's on Cartoon Network. Okay, I thought it was Cartoon Network, and it's kind of like a block of... Yeah, it's, it's basically it's kind of their, like Adult Swim was, blog. or okay, got it. Yeah, um, and then we got some more great news from again Funimation mm -hmm. and Attack on Titan season two is set to premiere in April of 2017. 
When did season one end? 2013. Dude, what's up with the cartoons and the delays? Dude, anime is like... like Gravity anime. Falls took four years to well, come out with, with two seasons. with anime, what they did was... And Are they waiting for the manga? Yeah, you usually have so to you dumb. have to wait for the manga or the light novel to I catch like up that. with itself. I don't like and that. It, it's like, isn't Game of Thrones going to have to end up waiting for George R.R. No, R. R. Martin? No, they already went on their... They just went they, on there's their enough way. differences <laughs> between the book and the show that it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's already wrong. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Walking Dead. Like, There's so many differences between the comic and the show. Like... There are people that are dead in the comic. Did it start as a comic? Yeah. Oh, I thought the comic came after. Dude, I have them right back there. You should read those. They're no, really good. It's not really my bag. But I remember working at Barnes & Noble and, and looking at them. I know the artwork, and I, I like the artwork, okay. Um, but I was under the strong impression that they were based on the show. No, no, no. Wow, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, like You the, learn something every day. Yeah, and the comics are, honestly, they're they're better. Well, but I that's think you... that's usually what happens. You can tell more in a in a comic and a book. The same yeah. thing with like manga and you know like the the light novels that they have in Japan. You can tell way more with those than you actually can in the manga, and that is one of the curses of anime. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of anime that only has twelve episodes or twenty four episodes because they run out of source material. That's a thing. I wish they would have more original source material because you you know I've said it on the show before. I'm I'm all for, or not all for, my opinion is that whatever the story, whatever format it originated as, so if it started as a book, or if it started as a comic series, or if it started as manga, or if it started as a show, that always to me seems like the best version. Like, yeah, you know, I, I can't think of anything I know that's based on something else where I didn't like the something else best. It's not that I don't like anything that's based on something else. It's just like the something else is usually, it's the original. It's got, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about well, that. Well, see, I like the Force Awakens book better than I like the Force Awakens movie. I, yeah, I thought the book I, was way better. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I've, I've not read it, so I can't really say. But I've to me, weren't, weren't those kind of created concurrently? Like, Weren't, yeah, it's it's basically it's kind like, of like the, the novel Arthur is... C. Clarke and um, oh my gosh, his name Stanley Kubrick created the novel and the movie Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey at the same, same time. time, so they're virtually the same experience. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel like that's a similar case here. Well, it that uh, the novel is basically like the screenplay. But like, here's the mm-hmm. screenplay. Here's everything that we want in the movie, mm-hmm. and then the movie's like, oh well, this snow speeder chase bit it kind of doesn't do anything so we'll get rid of that they this, lost a snow speeder chase this scene? whole part with poe dameron where he basically escapes from jacku uh-huh cut it out of the movie really cool in the book he basically oh, yeah. like tokyo drifts his way out of everything <laughs> it's so cool but they're like nah i don't want this in the movie man maybe it'll be in the director's cut did they film it i don't think so i they've they may have filmed a little bit of the snow speeder chase. That's why, like, when you see Ray and uh, Finn go into the uh, like where the place where Han Solo dies, like the mm-hmm. generator facility or whatever, yeah. there's a snow speeder behind them, and they're coming from it. Oh. So they're like, well, it, they had it in there. They just didn't huh. do anything. And the uh, what the fat Simon Pegg guy character's name oh. is Uncar Plutz or Omar Plotkey. Lamar Odom. Um, <laughs> yeah, when like yeah, Chewbacca goes and like rips his arms off, 
And it's like, dude, it's so cool. And that's when you learn that Ray sucks. Ray sucks? Yeah. She tries. She she totally tries to sell BB-8. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. You're like, well, like I, when I was listening to it, I was the like, movie's better then. well, listening to it, I was like, oh, Ray, you just, was she tempted or was she actually trying oh, to? Oh, no, she was like, but he it, wouldn't, it basic, he wouldn't give her enough. It basically came down to, uh, she's like, uh, he's like, I, I want the droid. He's like, I'll give you X amount of protein or food packs. And she's like, make it this many. And he was like, okay. And she's like, to be fair. And she's like, oh snap! And so she like grabs him, is like stuffing him in her bag, and she's like, dude, this is great. And then she's like, oh, well, I don't really like this guy. He's kind of pervy, which he is in the. They say that in the <laughs> in the book. He's like, he's kind of pervy to her. So he's like, no, I don't want it anymore. Huh. Yeah. So that's basically what happens. And then she kisses or like hugs. I don't think she kisses. She like hugs Poe and is like, oh, he's kind of cute. While Finn <laughs> is basically laying unconscious with a lightsaber bolt across his back read the books guys it's that uh, it sounds like a different experience so yeah. i i i don't know i i can understand that she doesn't at that point really necessarily have any attachment towards this droid that just kind of showed up so i don't i don't have a problem with her selling bb-8 i mean exactly we all fell in love with bb-8 because we we knew bb-8 for six months before this movie came yeah. out she didn't <laughs> you know so, but yeah, but I mean, like they they cut it out of the movie. I'm like, I, I understand why they cut it out of the movie because you don't want you know people to you know have like an uneasy feeling towards your heroine mm-hmm. like at the very beginning of the movie. Right. So it's like I, I understand, but it's also like once you read that and you're like, oh well, she she kind of she kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she's not a <laughs> not a good girl, this lady. Well, I I think they did made some wise choices in the movie. Yeah. Sounds like they they missed some action, but. I don't know. I felt satisfied with Force Awakens. Well, I'm glad how you did, did. How did this turn into a Star Wars episode? Um. I mean, oh, we talked about books. How, we did. How like we original did. Okay. content That's is right. better. That's but right. no, like, like that happens in anime a lot. Back to the anime bit, where like in the best example that I can think of is Full Metal Alchemist. They had an original Full Metal Alchemist, and because like the manga was really popular in Japan, so like, oh crap, this is really popular. We got to capitalize. Mm-hmm. So they came out with the anime. While the manga is still going on, and so in like four or five episodes, they caught up, and they were See, like, "That's the part that I don't understand." Actually, no, it probably wasn't four or five. It was probably like maybe ten. But still, like of a twenty-four episode season, when you catch up with the anime halfway through, yeah. they're like, "Oh crap, we caught up. Let's just start making stuff up." Hmm. And then it just got bad. It just it was awful. So what they did afterwards, they waited completely until the anime, I mean the manga was finished, and then they were like, you know what, we're going to do a brand new series, we're going to call it Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Cause, mainly because our two main characters uh, are brothers. I think you've mentioned this before, right? Yeah, okay. and like, so they come out with Brotherhood, and it basically goes almost... It was a do-over, right? Yeah, do-over, yeah. and it almost goes word for word with the manga, nice. and it's fantastic. Cool. Because yeah, someone who read the manga and then watch the show mm-hmm. it's like oh that's perfect but is it one of those examples where it's just it's just totally true so it's kind of the same experience yeah but it's it's also cooler like when you see something acted yeah, out on the screen i guess that's where i that's where i'm always a little mystified like i'd rather the movie or the show be a little different because i've already had the experience 
Well, I mean, you know? the, the, there's some stuff that you don't include because it's kind of like filler stuff. Mm-hmm. That, you yeah. know, that, that happens. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, you have some uh, anime like Bleach and One Piece and Fairy Tale and Naruto where they catch up, like, they do really good. They catch up to the manga, and then mm-hmm. they just have nothing but filler, which is just extra oh, garbage just... that has nothing to do with anything. And filler... Nine times out of ten is horrible because you're My usually what happens. Of anime filler is like some guy just like powering up or whatever it is for like twenty minutes. Kinda. Kind of, or like flying through the air with a kick, like a slow motion kick for like fifteen minutes. Oh, you mean like, like in like in Dragon Ball Z where uh, Goku charges the spirit bomb for three episodes? Right. Does that, and then when uh, what is it? It's Piccolo's talking with Cell. And he's like, go ahead and tell me about your story. And then we tell the story for like five episodes. And then Pickle's like, ha-ha, I grew my arm while you were doing that. It's like, come on. How does anime get away with that? Because, dude, Why it's do anime, people man. let them do this crap? Well, see, here's the like, thing. Anime is an escapism. Show. It's an escapism. That's like all TV yeah, and but movies and books. It's all escape. boredom, that's not a good escape. No, it's not boredom because that's backstory. Only you, Josh. Yeah, Only dude, you. you gotta know what's going and on. And hundreds of millions of other anime fans. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Don't I, tread I on like, us, bro. I like my little one-hour, fifteen-minute animated features, and then I'm out. <laughs> That's what I like. So, speaking of animated features, are we are we done with the news? I think we're done with the news. We went on for twenty minutes about the news. Yeah, there was like one there was minute like, there was of like news. Two bits of news. Yeah, in there. nineteen minutes of tangential things. So, dude, we watched a really cool movie this week, and I'm really excited to talk about it. And I think you are, too, because you really liked it. I watched it twice. Woo-hoo! That is so cool. I love it when we can show each other something that really knocks one of our socks off. And It's usually you knocking my socks off. I don't know, man. Padma Inverted was Hotel Transylvania? Yeah, that's true. You Spirited really did away? Dig that. Yeah, yeah. uh, well that was that was just uh that was just uh you know we went to go see an anniversary thing on the big screen it wasn't really part of our plan until we found out about it but i'm glad it knocked your socks off um anyway we gotta gotta go see mononoke that's on the ninth can you get off on the ninth oh dude i'm golden by that's like a monday i'm golden by then because that's the dub because i don't want to read it especially Uh, with all the action in mononoke no i don't want to read that i mean i don't really mind after i've seen uh a film four or five times because i i kind of know the story at that point but we're gonna miss out on billy bob thor <laughs> he's so i, he's I think so it's bad a weird, in that movie. a weird choice anyway and we'll miss ashikata being like spirit oh gosh <laughs> that's his, true his, like, weird yelly but monotone at the yeah. same time voice it was slightly awkward so this episode is brought to you by tangents tangents keep them fresh all day long Anyway, so we watched the DreamWorks film Rise of the Guardians, and many people confuse it with Legend of the Guardians. Don't do that. That's the movie and about the owls. And people confuse it with Guardians of Gahul. Which is Legends which is, of the Guardians. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, uh, it, but I like that movie. I think that's a fine movie. But this is Rise of the Guardians about all of the holiday figures, such as Saint Nick, Easter Bunny, Sandman. I guess he's not a holiday. No, Tooth Fairy's not a holiday not either. A holiday. But Jack Frost, Jack Frost also okay. not technically Two holidays holiday. and three other <laughs> mythical figures. Uh, Pitch Black isn't a holiday either. 
But uh, yeah, so we this is what we watched, and we both enjoyed it. So I'm really excited to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we it, this movie came out in 2012. Um, you know, so it's only about four years old. I kind of felt like it was older. It seems like forever ago since I saw it, but um, for something that old, I think you have to admit the animation is pretty stellar. It's probably one of the best as far as animation quality from the DreamWorks canon, as far as I can tell. Um, it was, interestingly enough, based on a series of books by William Joyce, who, as you remember, in last week's episode, Meet, Meet the, the Robinsons. Robinsons, was also based on a William Joyce book. So kind of have a running theme this month of William Joyce. I think we're out, though, after this. I don't think there's any more. Boy and the Beast was William Joyce. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, is that what we're doing next? Boy and the Beast? Uh, no, Lion King's next, and then Boy and the Beast oh, closes sweet. out the year. Sweet. Man, what a good year. Um, so, um, interesting people that worked on it. Really, the biggest name that jumped out to me was Guillermo del Toro. Uh, helped uh, really sculpt the visual look for this movie. And I think visually, it's it's quite stunning. The design work on it is... Very unique. I don't think this movie looks like any other movie I've ever seen, especially when we're talking about the environments and set design, things like that. Yeah, it's I'm ready. To, uh, fantastic. Yeah, we need, yeah, I'm ready to talk about that. That's gonna yeah. be yeah. Fun. No, let's 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 get into it. The one other thing that I just want to mention real quick is that I saw interesting is that according to Wikipedia, um, the director Peter Ramsey is the first African American director of any big budget CG animated feature. I thought that was pretty interesting, and to me, it, it speaks to the fact that I, when I look at the animation field, and, and I may be totally wrong, but all of the people that I know of are white guys, you know? It's like, it's a really, yeah. it's interesting that I don't feel like there are a lot of, there's a lot of diversity or or diverse people who are interested in animation, maybe. Maybe it's just a cultural thing that animation is interests white people more? I don't know. I, I find that really interesting that he's the first one, and it's 2012. I would assume maybe in, like, different markets. Yeah. Like, may, maybe, I, maybe that's in the United States, but, I mean, I would think, maybe. you know, there's, like, French... Or, oh, you know, sure, like sure. That, like... Yeah, obviously there's Japanese directors in Japan, and there's Chinese directors in China. and. Well, no, I mean, I mean like, maybe they're, they're well, like, it's weird to say, you know, African-Americans for someone in France. So... They would be African-French, <laughs> it... right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be around the world, I don't know, but I, I guess domestically, like, when you look at animated films, if it's human characters... It's almost always, without fail, white characters. Yeah. You know, there's hardly any diversity. You know, that's one of the great things about Moana is it's it's giving us some diversity. It's like, hey, there's, there's different types of people, and they're awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've got Princess and the Frog, too, which... Yeah, Tiana just get, was always a standout. Gets over, like, it gets overlooked more. I it think because it came, does. it falls in that tangled, frozen, like, just yeah, hole, right before and that. it just gets thrown away pretty much yeah the problem is the the it was the last 2d film that disney did and it came on the heels of 
probably the worst 2D film they ever did. And so I think most people what were kind of... Um, it's called Home on the Range. You ever, you ever seen that nope. movie? Um, it fe- it's about animals on a farm. The main character is a cow. Oh, voiced yeah. Voiced by we Roseanne. that movie. Yeah. So... Oh, no, no, wait. That's the Barnyard one. I'm thinking of the Nickelodeon one. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that one yeah. is. That's yeah, the no, one with, this... like, Kevin James or something. Yeah, this one features Roseanne, who you know I love her show, but as an animated character, uh, not not going not gonna to be able to do it. No. Mm, pass. It was... It was bad. It was a financial failure, and that's what and Princess Di- and the Frog and was Disney following. Disney has not made a barnyard animal movie since. <laughs> well, they did Chicken Little after that, so has not done a barnyard. Yeah, but barnyard they animals. Lived, they they're lived not in a barn. The, they lived in the city. True, but they're they were Chicken Little's basically Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. I find that interesting, and I, you know, I don't know the answer. I'm not an insider in the industry, but like I said, everybody, like every famous person I know in animation, pretty much, is Caucasian. I mean, I know one or two examples, I guess, otherwise, but I don't know. I find that interesting that it still seems to be so lacking in diversity. Anyway, let's talk about this movie. Josh. Yes. What did you like about this movie? I liked the hair. <laughs> There's lots in of the cool movie. hair. I liked the cool feathers in the movie. I liked all the frost effects in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I liked the story of the movie. I liked all the little... And watching it again, there was more stuff that I noticed. I want to I sit with somebody at DreamWorks who knew about this... Like, who worked on this film. Mm-hmm. Just so I can see, like, uh, Jamie has a, the little boy, mm-hmm. he has a shirt on. Yeah. And I want to know what's on that shirt. I also took a picture of that. He has a little temporary tattoo on his, it would be his left hand, mm-hmm. just randomly towards the end of the movie. He's got a little temp tattoo on. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Like, when we watched it last night, I was like. He's got a temporary tattoo. Gavin, do you know what that temporary tattoo is? And you didn't know. Yeah, I didn't even notice it until you pointed it out. See, that's the thing. Maths and sciences, I can't do those. Yeah. Random little bits of garbage on... In (laughs) any category, in in any format. I know, I catch that. Like, eagle eye. sponge for that. Um, But yeah, so I took a picture. It looks like a clown, I guess. Yeah. But also, like, on his t-shirt, like his pajamas, Mm -hmm. like, it's got, like, a star on it. Uh-huh. But it also has two moons. Like, one's hmm. like a full moon and one's like the crescent moon. Okay. So it's like, is that or some is sort of... Or is it sun, star, and moon? It looks like a... I don't know, maybe sun, star, moon. Hmm. But anyway, there is a moon on there. So I was like, is that like a... And I think that's like the playing guitar. I mean, could be like the DreamWorks moon. Yeah, it's what it looks like. Know? But I was also like, huh, is that some sort of like symbolism with the movie? Maybe. With the man in the moon? I mean, sometimes they have people that are just... You know, it's like, hey, this kid's wearing a T-shirt. Come up with a T-shirt design. And, you know, some, like, apprentice goes, yeah. oh, cool. I'm going to come up with a little T-shirt design for this kid to wear. It was really, plug like, it I in was like, and, oh, that's so cool. And yeah. then he's got, like, Adventure Quest or mm-hmm. something yeah, like that. Adventure Quest 9 or something like that. One of the like things that. that I've taken to ever since we watched Paranorman and then Monster House yeah. is looking at the posters on the kids' walls. Because these movies always have kids' rooms with cool posters on the wall. And this one, it 
it seemed like there were some cool posters, but we didn't get any good looks at them really, no, like yeah. we did with those other two movies. I had, I I still had, to, I had do, to go in and pause and like look um, at them. And... That zombie one, what was it called? Um, oh, the oh, one shoot, from, from Paranorman. Uh, Paranorman. What was it I called? Mondo Zombie. Mondo I want to do that one, and then I want to do that Scream one from uh, Monster, Monster House, House as like a, a pair. I think that'd be really cool. That would be nifty. Anyway, but yeah. you actually have to make them poster size so uh, I can buy one. I will try to. I will do my best. I'll try and do them digitally, digitally, so that they can be blown yeah, up. Blown up. That'd be cool. Yeah. So um, it sounds like you liked all aspects of this movie. And the voice cast. Yeah, I thought the voice cast was really good. I I think they did a stupendous job. So I want to start a little bit just by talking about the the visuals of the movie. Like I said, I I think this is one of their best output as far as animation quality. The textures, the effects, the lighting, which is ridiculous. What have they done since? Because this was 2012. What's come out other than like Um, the Minions and like probably another Shrek? No, the Minions wasn't them. Um, Wasn't DreamWorks? No. um, They, let's see, How to Train Your Dragon 2 came out since then. Kung Fu Panda maybe two and three have come out since then um what else they've got a lot of movies man which we discovered as we looked towards our our top five spoiler um so yeah i mean they've done a number of things since then and you know most recently was trolls which we haven't seen yet but i i'm i'm still excited to see it we missed it in the theater are they doing they're doing boss baby too right yeah boss Boss baby's their next one so they get busy, man. They oh, Megamind came out since then. Oh yeah, um, a lot of a lot of movies, man. But all I, of those this that one, you've named, not seen them. Wow, this one to me just has so much richness. I mean, it's it's a classic eye candy kind of movie where there's color and texture and design and interesting form. Everything everywhere looks, you everything look. Everything looks lived in too. Yeah. It doesn't look like. Oh, this is a town that we created for the movie. Right. It looks like oh, this is the town. Like that's one of the problems with Monster House. Monster House looks like it's a this, little stark. Yeah, this is a street that we created for this movie yeah. because we're only going to be in three locations. Yeah. And well, I, when they come to that construction site or that landfill in that movie, then I think it looks really real. Like, yeah. oh, this this is like a real place here. Yeah, like a, one of the three locations yeah. that they're – well, yeah. I guess technically four because they go to the pizza place once. When the pizza place? When Napoleon Dynamite's playing the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Rise of the Guardians just has a wonderful look to it. And, you know, it, to me that's what immediately draws me in. And then we get to the characters. And I think the character designs are really cool I love the the direction that they took. They weren't afraid to give Santa Claus two swords and tattoos. And tats. His tats and are so cool. give him a Russian accent. And they weren't afraid to make the Easter Bunny some macho, Australian. boomerang, slinging Aussie, which was an amazing choice. Part. It was so cool. And then I love their concept of the tooth fairy, who is basically a hummingbird fairy fairy. with little miniature hummingbird fairies at her beck and call, who were so adorable. 
And like you said, the feathers on it, ridiculous. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. And then Sandman just being this little sand dude who creates the dreams. I and like that he didn't who, talk. Yeah. I thought he that just was a cool. Speaks through little images. Yeah. Like that was sand. a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. It's like, what I can agree. we do to differentiate Sandman? Yeah. Maybe he can't talk. And then, of course, we have the forerunner to Elsa, Jack Frost, who has his icy Disney hair. Disney totally and... <laughs> ripped it off. I don't, I don't think so, but. Uh, I do think it's funny that after both of those movies came out, because Frozen followed it the <laughs> next year, all of a sudden the internet blew up with oh, fan yeah, art ships. of you know shipping those two. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the theory though is that Elsa doesn't really swing that way. But anyway, uh, well, I love... well, it doesn't matter because Jack Frost totally is going to get with the Tooth Fairy. That might happen, yeah. I mean, I guess there's, there's Guardians something too. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be cool if they did another one. And then we could I, call it Electric Toothaloo. At, at this point, I don't know if they are, because unfortunately it was not really a financial success for them. Uh, it, Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad, and I hate when that happens. DreamWorks, but... call me, because I already have a script laid out. I know where they can oh, go with this one. Wow. And Pol- you can do the art on it. So what we do for, the, for <laughs> uh, Guardians 2, DreamWorks, uh-huh. yeah. uh, contact me. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into the backstory of what the Guardians were like previously. Uh, see, that's that's a problem, and I'll why? tell you why. Um, they, William Joyce was a producer on this movie, and he very specifically made this one 300 years after the books so that people wouldn't compare do them the to book, the books. Do the books go into it's the, the origin. other Guardians? Okay, Yeah, it's the Never origin of each of them. All right. Yeah, that's so, already been done. And William Joyce wanted this to be separate, which goes back to our earlier conversation. I love that. I love that he wanted yeah. to keep that separate okay, that makes it, I, so that people aren't going, oh, but this to, didn't happen in the book. The now. All they right. look really good. DreamWorks, give me about three weeks <laughs> and call me back. <laughs> All right, Josh is busy yeah. concocting a, a new plot. I got this. All right. Don't worry, I got I, this. I believe in you, dude. So, um, yeah, all the characters. And then we get to the villain. Now, the villain is the only character design that I felt was a little almost undone like or unfinished. I feel like he, it's a really good start, and I love the his, his power and the things around him mm-hmm. and all the effects of that kind of black sand, kind of the opposite of Sandman. Where he he delivers well, he's, he's nightmares. Like, he's just like anti Sandman. <clears throat> yeah, like they both exactly. use like the whole like almost sand quality, yeah. which is really cool. And you know, I love what they did there, but I don't know, like his face. There's not as much texture or detail on it, and I under I get that he's kind of a shadowy. You know what he kind of looks like? He kind of looks like a newer version of Hades from a little Hercules, bit, yeah. Except yeah, kind without of those the hair. Teeth and yeah, without the flaming hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> you said that during yeah. the movie. He does kind so of I'm, look I'm like. So I'm gonna refer to him Benedict. as Benedict Cumberbatch the whole time. And he time. does have a British accent, yeah. but it's Jude Law's it's Jude accent. Law. Um, oh, Jude Law. Why well, aren't you in more films, Jude I, Law? I agree. I like Jude Law. Anyway, I he's the only one that I feel like wasn't like top notch as far as his design, but I love the way they used him, and. You know, I would still grade this as an A on character design. Yeah. I, I think it's really good. The kids weren't that good either. You know, like, it's tough. Jamie, when and, his, Jamie and his sister were mm-hmm. really good, but some of the other ones, like yeah. Cupcake, um, 
the two the two uh the two tw- i guess they were they look like twins the brothers yeah i think they were um, brothers and then the goofy hair glasses kid he kind of <laughs> he kind of actually looked like he would fit in there but yeah. the uh, and the the one girl with the the hat she kind of looked like she would fit into but she looked she looked a little bit weird like yeah. her face wasn't you know didn't look proportional but, I don't mind that as much because they're not used in every scene, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, but they're used in the climax of the movie. Yeah, that's true, but that's the most challenging thing for animation is trying to animate humans in any sort of a nearly realistic way. And yes, they were still stylized; their proportions were not, you know, anatomically accurate as far yeah. as you know realistic human form but they're going for a less stylized version of characters than they were with the guardians so they wanted them to look more people-like and that it gets real challenging if you don't go super stylized like cloudy with a chance of meatballs or you know movies where you're not trying to go for where you're trying to go more cartoony then you can pull off a lot more uh, or like How to Train Your Dragon. That's another DreamWorks movie that has great character design of humans. They don't look realistic. They look no. real cartoony and and great. And that, you know they you have to make that choice which direction you want to go. And they went with the more human like in this. I think they did a pretty good job. It's not the worst. No. I mean, no, it's, I mean, yeah, it's the, a huge leap forward from something like Monster House. Yeah, I mean, going the that's one of my main problems with that movie mm-hmm. is, I mean, and honestly, it's not a big problem. It's right. just I wish they would have been touched up a little bit better. But it's also like, I mean, the the rest of the characters are great. I mean, again, we don't like what you said. We don't really spend a lot of time with those characters. Mm-hmm. We spend of the kids, it's Jamie and his sister. Who actually look good on screen? Yeah, the other ones don't really matter because yeah. they have like four lines, so they're like, eh, who cares? Right. But you know that that's my only honestly character wise, that's my only gripe. I thought uh, Benedict Cumberbatch looked fine. <laughs> yeah, he looked fine. I just for some reason when he comes on the screen, I feel like it's it. There's just some some small layer that's lacking when i'm comparing him to the other guardians because they're all so spectacular i you know what i mean when i'm comparing him to the guardians okay okay. i'm not saying the other guardians like he's one but i just feel like they're so fully realized and i don't know maybe that's intentional because 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 he's barely made it back to corporeal form and the man in the moon has changed it's kind of like all of all of those characters yeah because like he gives Jack uh, paler skin and mm-hmm. awesome cool white hair, icy hair, and like he turned the Easter Bunny into from regular bunny into, into the an awesome Aussie. bunny. Um, he turned Santa Claus into this ginger kid who like worked at the post office. What? That was like the uh, Rankin and Bass. Oh. Old ones. The, remember the old Jack Frost? I forget it. No, I don't um, think I ever saw the it. Old, like that, or, there was like some origin of Santa Claus movie. Oh. Like he was like this ginger guy. He's like, it's he's like this sticky guy. Tim Allen is was the origin of Santa Claus. Yeah, they turned Tim Allen into Alec Baldwin, who didn't sound anything like Alec Baldwin. I know. How great did he do? It was so good. Like knowing it. Yeah. Like watching it the first time, I was like, I don't, I don't know who plays. Then knowing it's Alan Ball, knowing it's uh, Pete Schwetty, 
going into the second <laughs> showing, uh-huh. I'm like, oh man, he doesn't sound anything like Alan Baldwin. Now, Jack did sound like Captain Kirk. Yes, that's, that's basically true. his that's bit. That's true. But I was I, like, I'll tell right. you this: when I saw it, when did that first Star Trek movie come out? Was it uh, after 2012? No. No. They've made three. I think the first one was like 2009. Really? Has it been that long? Yeah, because I went to a Vegas convention. Wow. Um, yeah, the last time I went to one of those. I was at that point I wasn't familiar enough with Chris Pine that when I watched the movie, I never knew who it was. I never knew that was him. And I think I told you I my original impression of it because I don't read the casts ahead of time. Like I don't know going into it. It doesn't matter to me. I kind of thought it was John Cusack. It does. They, they I kind can of see that. have yeah, similar have, like, voices. Same. Kind of soft spoken almost. Not knowing who Chris Pine was or seeing him in anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, that's John Cusack. Yeah. But knowing who Chris Pine is yeah. and being a fan. Once like, you oh, know, that's Chris it's like, Pine. oh, okay, yeah. He's... And Isla Fisher as uh, the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, she was great, great casting. She was fantastic. I think the voice cast was amazing. It really was. They did a fantastic job on that on that level. So um, I know you're itching to get into it. Why don't you talk a little bit about the story and what you liked about it? Dude, that story. It was real. Okay. So what makes a good movie for me is when you have your villain that you can relate to. If you Uh have somebody where that you understand his motivation, Mm -hmm. and Benedict Cumberbatch throughout the whole entire movie, he's basically saying like, yeah, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. I didn't like it when they couldn't see me, so I gathered up my powers, and now they're going to recognize me. And the other Guardians, they kind of like shun me and cast me aside. And basically, he's, and he's, uh, you know, trying to get with Jack, and it's like, Jack, I mean, this, we're the same pretty much. Yeah. I just went down a a darker, I just went down a darker role. Yeah. And I Different that sides was, of the same coin. Exactly. I thought that was perfect. I totally it agree. It was so good. Yeah. Um, like he's, he and, uh, Frost are probably my two favorite characters ever. No, or in, 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 the, in the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jack Frost might be my favorite white haired protagonist in any movie. Nice. I'm trying to think of white haired protagonists. Well, you got him and Elsa and what else you got? Danny Phantom, I guess. I don't know who that is. Surely there's anime protagonists with white hair. I mean, the dude from Tokyo Ghoul, but he kind of is a, you know, we'll kind of leave him out of things. So, I mean, on like you're talking about that scene where Frost is basically, he's he's having that Darth Vader moment. He's like, come with me. Like, we could rule this if we team up. Yeah. And it's, it is. It's perfect because they've already shown you jack's motivation and his like what his continual struggle is is that he just wants to be seen and he wants you know to be part of the world in a real way and when you learn that pitch black has the exact same yearning and that he's explaining that to jack it's so well, good you get, you get it twice you get a little glimpse the first time when he you know goes and attacks the tooth fairies right yeah uh there's a you haven't been relevant since the middle ages and he's like ah the middle ages were great people mm-hmm. actually cared about me and they were scared of me mm-hmm. and then you guys came and ruined it all and yeah. it's like wow you know what that's actually kind of i mean what you're doing is kind of like from your point of view you're the good guy here. <laughs> and when a bad guy thinks that, or a, when you have a villain 
who thinks what they're doing is just and right, that's always fantastic. Yeah, the I one, agree. The main problem I had with the story was the end. I didn't like that he just kind of like went like he just kind of gets oh, like attacked his by his nightmares horses and like took him off. Yeah, and dragged to hell or wherever. Well, I or think it leaves ambiguity layer. and it leaves it open. It does for leave it open, which is rise two, which is good. So get busy on that script, Josh Kane. I uh, hey, I they DreamWorks has given me three weeks here to come up with a script, and All I right. can do it in three weeks. All right. So beginning of the year, call me. I got it. <laughs> Nice. But, but yeah, that was my only problem. Like, I wish it would have been something more along the lines of kind of like a Disney ending, where okay. well, no, a Disney ending. They he probably would have like actually physically died because that's what Disney likes to do. Well, films. what about something where he's just like stripped of his powers? Yeah, and, and then just they're has to and then they're like, yeah, figure like, out a way to just live. When he ran off, if he just would have run off and kind of like like looked back, maybe like seen them having fun and just kind of like dipped his head and be like, well. I guess this is me for another thousand years, yeah. and walks away. That would have been because it would have been a little bit more heartbreaking too. Yeah. But instead of just him getting like drug away, it's like oh well. Ten thousand years in the cave of wonders ought to chill him out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that was the one. That, well, it didn't even last that long. It just took another movie. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that was yeah. That's my only real problem with the with the story. I liked like that we did get a little bit of Jack, like Jack's mm-hmm. story. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. Um, I but, liked the way that they wove in those flashbacks yeah. as he kind of learns what's going on, and then that climactic memory that he taps into really kind of shows you, you know, the reason that he is what he is, mm-hmm. and I I just think it's so cool. And then the fact that he connects so strongly with Jamie. Yeah, and at that's the, end, the, that's I the that one was really thing. Beautiful. Uh, that that is, that is another thing I, I wanted for the end. Like, I liked what they did with the you know bringing the kids back to bed because like that's what I was telling you. Like when we didn't know if there was anything during the credits, I was like, mm-hmm. how are those kids gonna get back? They're like stuck <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, a frozen pond. And they, in they the literally woods. flew away. We're like, bye, kids. <laughs> Have fun there. That's where you're gonna be the rest of your yeah, lives, they... which will probably be twenty hours. Yeah, they've got eggs and elves and yeah but i mean yetis you know, not knowing that but how about those yetis those were cool, cool right i think john dimaggio was one of those yetis i don't know bender from futurama oh really it's, uh, yeah like the one who like comes in the first time mm-hmm. like the person that we meet that's like basically tells him to go look at the map is like, it sounded like john sounded dimaggio like i was like okay. ah nice but no like what i really wanted for the end was you know maybe it's like a 20 years later and you see, like, Jamie just kind of sitting on a bench or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, you see a snowflake. And then he's just like, hey, Jack. And boom, it ends. <laughs> it's like, oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah, I agree. That would have been really cool. I, and that would have touched. That would have well, that brought, brought a tear. that as that, motivation that's gonna be the end for of, volume two. That's going to be the end of the movie it so, could be the beginning of the next movie maybe the starts 20 years in the future maybe it's about jamie's kid well it can be jamie's kid that's totally fine but i want jamie to have that i want yeah. that to be the touching after right. the credit scene to where you've just watched all of the animators and you've seen who the gaffer is and the best <laughs> boy and the gripper and, the and everything babies. like that and then you have that scene and you're like <gasps> you get that you get that <laughs> tightness in the chest and that uh, tear starts the girl and you're like that's, hilarious. Ah, that's what i want so uh, the interesting thing to me here is that 
aside from a little kind of crush, a one-sided crush, there's no romance in this movie. Another problem with and the movie. That's what it. happens in Guardians 2. Okay. We get Jack and the Tooth Fairy because she does hug him and she's like, ooh, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, um, Baby Tooth comes over. You have to admit, it's not necessary in this movie. There's plenty going on yeah. and that would have just muddied the water, I it think. It would have. Yeah, so I think it's interesting, though. But and they if set they can... it up, too, because, like, he sees her and, uh, you know, like, when he's like, well, why did I ever get out of this business when she's, like, floating above Jamie's bed? Yeah. And they, you know, kind of exchanging things. There's some holding on. She rescues him. <laughs> then, you know, that You're whole just looking the for end, it in every little movement. Dude, my romance star just goes right to it, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I, I think it's a testament to the quality of the story that you like it so much and Great it lacks your favorite thing about stories. Great Christmas movie. Yeah. That takes place that like takes a couple place of days Easter. before Easter. But it doesn't it's matter. Weird. Whenever you have Santa Claus, it's a Christmas movie. A new, I don't care. Except for Nightmare Before Christmas. You know what? Totally a Christmas movie. You know why? Because Santa Claus is in it. Christmas. And, and it happens at Christmas. Exactly. It happens at both Halloween and Christmas. It technically happens during Thanksgiving. But <laughs> that's pretty true. But actually. it's okay because they made it available for everybody throughout the world. That's why there's not a Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving door because only there Americans. was there was a turkey. Oh, there was a turkey door. Well, never mind then. That threw that out the window. Well, it's darn the... you, Tim Burton. <laughs> yep, he ruined it. Just destroyed it. So, um, what was your favorite? part in this movie jack's hair jack's hair jack's hair like, like disney hair. disney has water down pat they have like nobody's you gonna don't do think they've got hair down no not as good as dreamworks has dreamworks done anything like maui's hair uh or yeah. merida's hair yeah remember uh, the little kid in storks no dude we watched storks i know what his hair kid? was awesome the kid in Storks, the only good part of Storks. What did his hair look like? Remind me, I, I cannot picture it right It looks like now. Jamie's hair. And the kid okay, in Boss Baby. I mean, He's got anime-style hair, too. I, I, Jack totally has anime hair, too. I did like that they had different colors of hair yeah. in Storks. I thought that was cool. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, I is it the styles that you like? You like the styles that they're doing better. Yeah. Because the actual they look like, they look animation like quality plus, of the hair. Plus, uh, Disney like is... Moana's hair is fantastic. Yeah, long hair. Disney can do long hair, fine. They can't do short. Uh, Rapunzel. Flynn. Yeah, Rapunzel's hair is just like not, it's the, oh, not even a pixie. It's like a little bit longer than a pixie. Okay, so there's a whole set of rules here that you're applying that I don't know of, Josh. I can't argue this with you Here's if the you thing. have 20,000 rules. Off, get off Disney's bandwagon... Hey, can... I'm all on this DreamWorks hair bandwagon. I'm just you just you made a very it's strong like Cinderella, statement. So like you like you know Cinderella and Golden Earring and what? Those, those are those are hair bands. the hair bands. Hair oh bands. well, you Rat. said Cinderella. We're talking about Disney. It's kind of a no, hard leap to the... make. No. Yeah, okay, I know what you're I... talking about. I know what you're talking about. But speaking of bands, animation wise, open is opening for uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers tonight in uh, the UK for their tour. I, I don't know who that is. I know the you know peppers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Of you know yes. Baby Metal. I've made no, you I... listen to them. Well, Danny and Trey and 
What? When we had one of those uh, nights. I don't remember. They've left my brain already. They're the, the ant. Screw it. <laughs> Done. I don't like talking with you. You don't remember anything. You don't I, remember I don't anything. Remember... I love Gavin. Sure I do. Padma inverted. Changed my life. That's one thing. <laughs> Gravity Falls. That's two things. Well, we could go on and on. But uh, my favorite scene in this movie is it's it kind of doesn't really change much about the movie, but I love the scene where we get to see the Easter Bunny's lair or whatever it is. His yeah, you kept headquarters. talking about that. I just found the design of that area so interesting. It's basically this weird rock place that's covered in green moss and has a network of tunnels. It's very like out of South which American. Armies of, uh, you know, blank canvas eggs march on their little weird egg legs out in droves into the main area where they're painted by the foliage, by yeah. flowers and vines and things like that, and in give them cool their colors. And, river. and then they kind of go out the exit tunnels, which transport them around the world to be hidden for children. And just the idea of that is just so off the wall and out of left field and wonderfully executed. I don't know. It just tickles me every time I see it. I think it's a really cool concept really and a neat idea of, you know, something that we've all, you know, we've all heard a million versions of Easter eggs and Easter bunny and blah, blah, blah. But this seemed like something completely new and I just like the way they did it. So I, that that's my favorite scene. I just like the way it looks. And I like the idea behind it. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. Is there any good music in this? I think the music is pretty good. Um, it. I mean, the, you you have like during like the fight scenes, which the fight scenes are fantastic. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about the action. There's some really good action in this. The, the specifically when Jack and Pitch Black are squaring off. You mean Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch, yes. Um, when Pitch Cumberbatch are and Jack Frost are Kirk. squaring off, Kirk Frost are squaring off. They they create magic, man. It's pretty sweet. We uh, can just call them Kirk and Con. Yes, we can actually. <laughs> it's, it's, Kirk and Con. When Kirk and Con face off, it's pretty awesome. I like the fact that they gave Jack that really neat looking crook yeah, his stick. Cool stick. It was like a staff, and magical I love, staff. I, I love how they, you know, brought it back. It's like this stick has significance. This was the stick that saved your sister from drowning. Mm-hmm. And that's why and yeah, like they did a good he job grips onto it. Like there's the one time that he loses the stick, like when he's falling the first time. Uh-huh. And he's like scrambling for it and then he grabs it and he like holds it close to his chest. So right. it's like he doesn't know because he doesn't have his memories at that time. He doesn't know that that stick has significance. Well, but subconsciously, he knows that that stick has some significance to him. Yeah, I was going to say on the flip side, he definitely knows it has significance because it, it gives him some sort of power. Yeah, and he just and doesn't he also remember, has but, never, yeah, so according to his memory, been without it. Yeah. He only knows being with that stick, and since he doesn't have anybody else, you know, I, I, yeah, it, it's really cool the way that they, they play that up. I mean, it just, they created this whole new myth of Jack Frost, and I think they did a great job with it, and, you know, that's what I think of as Jack Frost now. I don't 
think of, you know, whatever image I had of Jack Frost before that. You don't think of that. Michael Keaton? Not even a little bit. As a snowman nope. playing Not even playing a little bit. Hockey. I love Michael Keaton, but no, this is Jack Frost. This is my Jack Frost. So, you want to rate it? I remember this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it five different pines. Wow. I thought it was no fantastic. Hesitation. Nice. I'm going to – I have to go and get those books because uh-huh. I want to read the books because I want to read – yeah, you, I think you are they, like are them. they young adult books? Yeah, they're young adult okay, readers. Good. They're um I would probably guess they're in that like ninety to hundred and twenty page range. Maybe a little more. So a little little bit They have cool illustrations of the Guardian. Like oh, each okay. one has one of the Guardians on the front. And they look similar to the design work in the movie here. I mean, book covers change all the time. Yeah. When I worked there many years ago at Barnes and Noble, like they looked like that. They looked really neat, and I was interested in reading them myself. Because, because if, if I'm thinking they're anything like the Percy Jackson books, like that type of, you know, like age group, they are. They're oh, same, okay. so same then, exact. Age then yeah, group. I should love it. Then. Yeah, absolutely. They're Which like Percy in the Jackson same totally would have like made Fablehaven a, and like Percy Jackson, Jackson. would have made a way better animated movie. A series of animated movies then oh they tried to make it live action huh oh, or they did, make it, they live did make it live action i yeah i had no interest in seeing only that. good part nathan fillion was in the second one he played hermes love the fillion yeah he's so and cool. sean bean was seuss serious yeah you're like <laughs> oh boromir and edward That's... stark are you gonna die in this one nice um i'm having a hard time rating this one i really really like it but we're about to rank our top five DreamWorks that movies. Has, that has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. I know, but it doesn't make my top five. So I'm trying to... See, here's here's the thing. You're judging the movie as the movie itself. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you can say, um, I don't know, uh, we'll say, you know, this. We'll say Rise of the Guardians. It has a five for me because I really like this movie. Yeah. Is it one of my top five animated movies of all time? No, not even close. But as the movie itself, I think it's great. And I, it's a five I like mean, that. It's not a question of whether I think it's great. It's a question of how great I think it is. I, I'll tell you this. I'm wavering between a four and a 4.5. Oh my gosh, stop doing your halves. No, I do halves. Um, it's stupid because I don't. No, it's not stupid. It's what makes this podcast delightful is that we have our differences. But the ranking scale's so <laughs> different. No, you just don't like splitting hairs. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Point five. Hey. <laughs> I do love this movie. I, I enjoy it every time I watch it. And visually I just think it's amazing. So good. Very good. All right, ready to move into top five? Dude, I'm I'm itching to do it. Top five! And now, for another top five! Okay, it's time for the top five. And today, as we've mentioned already a couple times, actually, we're going to be ranking our top five DreamWorks animated feature films. So I believe it's your week to go first. But I went first last time. What did we do last time? I'm trying to remember. Last week was handy notebook. Was top families. Top families. Uh, I did go first because I ended with the pine. No way, I ended with the pines family. Yeah, I went first, so you go first this time. Okay. Sure, why not? Take it away, Josh Kane. All right. 
my number five. A movie that I did not know was DreamWorks. <laughs> I assumed that it just happened. Is going to be Over the Hedge. Nice. Love Over the Hedge. It's a good one. William Shatner. <laughs> Bruce Willis as a cool fox. Yeah. That's foxes, a... man. Foxes are the best. Foxes are cool. Like, if we think about all the cool people that have played foxes, Jason Bateman was a fox. Yeah. Bruce Willis was a fox. Yeah. You know who else was a fox? George Clooney. George Clooney was a fox. Jason Batman Schwartzman. was a fox. What was Jason Schwartzman? He was the sun fox in Fantastic Mr. Oh, I, fox. I barely remember the sun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then the guy that played Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood. I can never remember was that actor's fox. name. He's a British actor. He's he's great. Um, the fox from Little Prince. Yeah. That's that a, w- he has a cute fox. An adorable little fox. But yeah, I went over the hedge. Nice. Just because, again, ju- mainly because of Bill Bill Shatner. Yeah. Like when he enough. plays possum, like towards mm-hmm. the end, he's like Rosebud. It's <laughs> like ah, oh, nice. <laughs> Sweet. You know, uh, before I go, I I thought this was going to be tough. It, the, because it, it looked a lot harder, but then I actually first, looked at those. Yeah, when we first mentioned it, I was like, well, we should probably rank DreamWorks films, but there really hasn't been that many. And that's totally not true. They started animating in – their first feature came out in 1998, so less than 20 years ago. And they've already put out 33 feature films that's ridiculous output and and to josh only six of them worth mentioning is that all you've seen no i've seen a lot oh really but all right like all the ones that have no spoilers for my top five but (laughs) all the ones that that have like multiple Uh spinoffs i've seen the first one had no desire to see any of the other wow that's Shocking to me. Anyway, my... Uh, except of, one. Except one, Speaking of, my first pick here Cars. for number five. Shut your face. <laughs> you know that's Pixar. Uh, my first pick is How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh. Yeah. What? The second one is my pick for number five. It is fantastic in every way. You get to see... Really, I felt like the first movie was all introduction and transition and yeah. build up for the second movie. In... Well, yeah, you knew that they were like the moment the se- the first movie ended, you're like, okay, when are the when's the second yeah. movie coming oh, out? Oh, and it's so fantastic. And then they and did I uh, can't Riders wait for the of third Birth one or whatever. Yeah, I never, I haven't watched any of that. There's a like Cartoon Network, the, so you would. Yeah, but the third one, I'm very excited for. So yeah, the the second one is excellent. Is and it on Netflix? It's my... It might be. I feel like I've seen it. I need to rewatch the first one, but I, I think. I own it, so I don't okay. think you I may, need to I may, stream I may borrow, borrow this from you. Yeah. So, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, from 2015. Okay. Not that long ago. I didn't write any of these dates down. My number four, I went with Disney's... <laughs> Shut up. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Road to El Dorado. Nice. Which almost could have been a Disney film. It has a very Disney feel to it. Well, I mean, Disney did steal, you know, half the characters for that movie. And put them in what? Uh, dude, Flynn? Really? You see a similarity with Flynn? Yeah. Like, Flynn is basically, uh, oh god, what are their names? Miguel Uh, and Tulio. Miguel and Tulio. I was thinking Dante, and I was like, no way, that doesn't (laughs) seem right. Yeah, like, he basically looks like Miguel and Tulio combined. Mm, I don't agree with that assessment, but keep going. No, I'm done. 
Oh, that's it? You're done? Because I disagreed with yeah, you? Yeah, you disagreed with me. You're such a delicate so went, little pedal. To the road to El Dorado. It's a fantastic pick, man. It's a very good movie. What about that soundtrack? Elton John! Elton John. He does good work. And we're going to be talking about Elton John again next week. And maybe later on this list. Anyway, um, oh, my number four Disney. is from the year 2000. The Road to El Dorado! <laughs> I think I think Road to El Dorado is an amazing movie. I, I'm I'm so disappointed that all of the animation world went towards CG in the middle 2000s and has left 2D behind, at least domestically, because what the DreamWorks studio started off with that run of 2D movies that they did was fantastic. And Road to El Dorado is one of the best animated movies well, of this they, century. Didn't they start with a 3D movie? Wasn't Ants, like, 3D? Technically, that was their second one to go into production, but it came out before Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was, but they were they still had a full 2D studio. They were they were killing it, too. I, I miss 2D. I do, too. I love so it good. so much. And I love CG, too. It took me a long time to come around to it, but I, I do love it in, for it's what it is. Which is weird because, but like, 2D is the my only... jam. Pretty much the only thing that you can find 2D on anymore is cartoons and or stuff like, and um, TV, foreign films, and you and you don't ever watch those. Well, no, I watch a lot of foreign animation though. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, feature but, films, but I mean more like I mean more like the series wise, yeah, like I the don't... Gravity Falls's and like yeah. the Adventure Time and stuff yeah. like that. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Now, I, I visually, I I couldn't watch a show like Adventure Time. It's not gonna it's not gonna keep me visually at all no it's it's so weird but the the complex story in that show is just like what <laughs> you're like you watch it and you're like wow there's all this stuff and we only get like brief snippets of the overarching story mm -hmm. but and like the history of the land of Ooh, but then it's just like oh well you know you'll get like one episode and then you'll have the rest of the season doesn't even mention anything Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Mysterious. Yeah, ruddy mysterious. Ruddy, sure. <laughs> My number three. I'm gonna go with DreamWorks. <laughs> DreamWorks. Dream, Dream the Works. DreamWorks film. The DreamWorks animated film, The Prince of Egypt. Nice. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not higher, but that's a great pick. Well, the other two have special significance. Special for me. significance. Okay. Yeah. That means romance, kids. Keep going. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we we talked about it. I mean, we did. Yeah, it we did our, an episode uh, of it. What did I? I think I gave it a. I think I gave it a four. You gave it a solid I, four or I five. I thought we both gave it fives. Oh yeah, that may have been the only one that we both gave. gave it well, Pat, Padma also yeah, got a five. Yeah, that upgraded for me later. What that was an early episode for us. That was that in was the like, first couple, right? Yeah, that may have been like three. Yeah. It was Man. really. It was really early on. Ah, I love that movie. Good pick, dude. But yeah, yeah, I like that movie. Good I mean, pick. Yeah, like I said, we've talked about it before, so. Yeah. If you want to hear my thoughts on it, go listen to the episode. Yeah, please. Go download that episode. Like it. Give us a comment. Rate it. Yeah, give us a comment. Uh, all right. My number three from 2008, none other than Kung Fu Panda. I absolutely love that franchise. I think it's one of the greatest fighting teams of characters I love that they gave all of those classic martial arts styles, which are named after animals, that gave them personification as those animals. 
And I love that the main character is really just like a super fan and he just delights in everything Kung Fu and these Kung Fu heroes. And he gets to kind of live out his dream of being alongside them and living the life with them. I, I don't know. I just think it's classic, you know, when you wish upon a star kind of stuff. It's just magical to me. And what DreamWorks has done with that franchise, both on an animation level and on a story level and on a character design level, just phenomenal. I, I, they're such great movies. I know you don't really care about them, but man. Well, Jack Black's only good role was when he was in Tropic Thunder. See, it's another way that you and my wife are very similar. Um, you guys both really don't care for the Jack Black. No. And everyone goes like, oh, but School of Rock was so... Watch it again. School of Rock is not that good. I, I've watched that movie probably 15 times. And I love is it, it still good? It absolutely no, is. No, it's not. But I like Jack Black, so yeah. he's not for everybody. I get it. I love him. The, the crazy thing is I can't stand Dustin Hoffman. But this is a series of Dustin Hoffman movies that I love. Who's Dustin Hoffman? He's Shifu. He's the master or whatever. Oh, the... The little... Rat? Mole care? I don't know what he is. He's some sort of Japanese animal that's not rat? familiar to us here in the West. It would have been cool if he was a pangolin. A what? Never mind. You don't know what a pangolin is. I... Pangolins are cool. They're like... Uh, it's like a aardvark and an armadillo and an anteater all rolled into one cute little thing <laughs> are they um native to china i think they're african okay but yeah penguins nice i like it, it. sounds like pinglings but it's penguin all right dude um <laughs> my number two going with what you just said no, it has nothing to do with what you just yeah, said. I, I went with. Uh, I was did. really hesitant to put this on the list, but I went ahead and put it on there just because I liked awesome. it so much. I went with Rise of the Guardians as my number nice. two. Nice. Just because it's it's such a it's yeah it's a good movie. It's fantastic. And if you want to hear my thoughts on it, rewind rewind the episode. this episode. <laughs> what did you do for the last half hour? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like what was, did you just like? Skip like I don't care. I yeah, want to go to the top yeah. five. Forget this crap. Um, but yeah, I, I was hesitant to put it on just because it was so new, mm -hmm. like for me seeing it. So yeah. I've probably got the blinders on. But I mean, I did watch it two times. In you one, you were able to sleep on hours. it, and you were able to watch it a second time, and you were still coming away with it super high. Yeah, so. and it the, there's it would have made my number one, but I didn't feel because this was so. Early, you wanna, you wanna so quick. I'm going to give it to some time. So All maybe right. you know, in six months, if we do our favorite DreamWorks, so it may be number one. But I didn't feel like this could be my number one right now, just mm -hmm. because I felt like it would just be too much. You know, right. I've got like blinders on for it, so I was like, ah, eh, well, no, number two. It's a good number two. Nice. All right. Well, my number two is a movie that they did in partnership with one of my all-time favorite animation studios, Ardman. And it's none other than The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Every episode you somehow I... bring up The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. It's phenomenal. So, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We're talking about Disney dogs. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know what's great about Disney dogs? Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have a love affair with Ardman and the things that they do. So... 
Uh, it makes sense. I mean, we mentioned Hercules in every single episode, and this is it right here, me mentioning Hercules. And that's fine, man. I already, I already mentioned Hercules because we talked about Hades. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> nice. We always slip that one in. But and we haven't done it. I know. We should. We definitely should. But I don't know. I I love the the feel, the aesthetic, you know, just everything about their kind of traditional approach to stop motion animation and i think curse of the were rabbit was a phenomenal feature film it, it beat out corpse bride for best animated movie that year and i think it totally deserved it and it's so good man it's one of the most watchable animated movies i've ever seen i could put it on at any time well are we talking hercules or were rabbit either that uh. that statement applies to either yeah See, I thought we were still talking about it Hercules. Doesn't, it doesn't have a killer was, soundtrack like about, Hercules I was about does. to agree, but then I was like, wait, is he talking about Were <laughs> No, Curse of the Were Rabbit. Dude, right. do you have an honorable mention? My one honorable mention is, <laughs> is Chicken Run. Oh, man. Nice. <laughs> the Chicken Runs, it's the great escape with chickens. Yeah, no. That's all it is. I, Except, and, you and know. And another partnership with Ardman. Yeah, and we don't have, you know, a bunch of the chickens getting taken out in the ditch and, you know, shot by the Nazis. Don't we have another Aussie in that movie? Isn't Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson the... is in that movie. Nice. He's the main chicken. So we've got a theme going here. Well, they couldn't get, um, you know, Steve McQueen <laughs> to, be the, to be the American. That would have been funny. So they're like, um, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, just listen to the Eddie Izzard <laughs> skit about The Great Escape, then that's all you need to know about The Great Escape. Yep. Agreed. But yeah, so yeah, Chicken Run, my honorable mention. So nice. my number one, I'm going to go with the DreamWorks film. Oh, you went DreamWorks. Yeah, okay. it's crazy, right? Nice. The DreamWorks film, How to Train Your Dragon. Nice. The first one, where we've got Hiccup mm -hmm. and I almost said Ingrid. That's Astrid. Not Astrid. And... The others, the, the twins. <laughs> yeah, the, the goofy the, other kids. The other, yeah, yeah. Ones. Like, eh. And uh, let's see, who else is in that movie? We've got Gerard Butler's in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. David Tennant is in that movie. Yep. And uh, don't tell me his name. Craig Ferguson is in that yep. movie. Yeah, Ferguson's in it. He's good. I love um, Jay. Is it Baruchel? Baruchel. Baruchel. I love his performance as Hiccup. He's the same character He's in every fantastic. movie. Yeah, but he he this is the perfect role for him. It is so good. I, I love what he does. I loved the the village and the all the different species yeah, it's of all, dragons. It's all those cool bluffs. That's yeah. really nifty. Yeah, I agree. And they're all Vikings. I love that whole world. And you know, like I said, I I picked the second one as as you know my number five but and toothless is cool looking so, yeah toothless is really cool i don't know i i love that movie too but for me the second one is superior just because it's like okay now we can get going it's like the first one it was all build up there's some great story in there and some great climax great action great character building but then the second one it's like okay let's get down to business and let's Let's move on now that we've solved this main problem. Yeah. And I like I, I just like it a little bit better. So, so excited for the third one. All right, my honorable mentions. I have a few. Uh, I really do like what DreamWorks does. So, um, Sinbad. Did you ever see that one? I don't remember. That was Sinbad. the 2D one that followed. You know, I think Spirit followed Road to El Dorado and then Sinbad. It's really good. But Sinbad lost a lot of money for them. It did. It didn't make and any money. And so did but Rise. It stinks. So 
Um, it, it was really good. Another Ardman partnership called Flushed Away. Did you ever see that one? It's one with rats, right? Yes. That's the Ratatouille one. And, uh, and another Aussie, Hugh Jackman, again. Well, DreamWorks I guess that's Jackman, the same Aussie. Yeah, yeah um, he, he's great. And one that I know you don't like, B movie. I think it's a hilarious movie. Seinfeld. It's great. I don't like Jerry Seinfeld, but I like B movie. Monsters vs. Aliens, which I know you haven't seen, nope. but it's amazing. Hugh, you know who's in that Hugh one? Hugh Laurie's awesome. You know who's in that one? A lot of people. Another Aussie. Ooh, who? I don't know. I was just hoping <laughs> you pull somebody out. I don't think there is an Aussie. In that one. There might be, though. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon's on my list. Megamine. How to Train Your Dragon was an honorable? Yeah. Oh. Because I like two better. And, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And all the others were, you know, other things that I like even better. Megamind, Will Ferrell, amazing. Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3 are both of my honorable mentions because I love that franchise. And tonight's movie, Rise of the Guardians. They've done a lot of great work. Of course, they also did Ants. Ants mm. isn't bad, dude. And... Madagascar and sequels. Eh. Sasha Baron Cohen. Eh, not really my bag. And they did the Shrek franchise. <clears throat> also not really my bag. I don't know. Another Aussie in that. They, I'm sure. they aren't afraid to go to that side of things where <laughs> it's kind of a little more crude or, or a little less like pretty and magical. I don't know how to explain it other than I'm not interested in it. But then they have this whole other side that is just amazing. Yeah. So I, I really well, do like, love you, you have you have your money makers. And like if the first one goes, you're like, well, the kids yeah. like the fart humor and stuff like that. I guess we got to continue the fart humor to make more money. Yeah. It seems like DreamWorks has uh, – well, if you compare it to Disney, Disney seems to have like a – like a, um, I don't know, a set of rules. It's like it has to be – somewhat within this scope of things whether we're talking about content or visual or whatever whereas other studios seem to not have as many restrictions on things like that so they they kind of go a little bit more all over the map with i don't know like ratings and well that's my that's my one problem with disney too it's like they always play it so safe yeah they never they push that envelope which i mean that's fine. I mean, they want to do the whole. What's like we want to stick to what made us a lot of money before. In this way, we don't offend anybody because mm-hmm. we don't want to offend anybody because everybody remembers the whole thing with every all the moms boycotting Disney in the nineties. Yeah, that was a fun time. Dumb. Couldn't watch. I couldn't watch ABC for a while because <sighs> my mom was on that so for a little dumb. bit, and they're like, "Now nah, forget it. It doesn't matter. It's stupid." <laughs> um, because they're just like, yeah, whatever, you can go watch yeah. Disney movies. It right. didn't last very long. Um, but yeah, that's Disney never pushes the envelope, which is my problem with what they're doing with Star Wars. They're not pushing any envelopes. It's what they're doing with like all their new stuff. They're really not pushing any envelopes. Like, well, did, I don't did, necessarily they really, want they really them to push envelopes. I want them to... But it kind of makes it more entertaining. Like It can, but then it could also be... Yeah, Ants. exactly, and they don't want to, which, again, it makes sense why they don't do it, yeah. because they don't want to have a flop on their hands, right. which is, is understandable, but I like the stuff that, like, what DreamWorks does. I like the stuff that, like, Leica does, where they push the envelope, Yeah, especially Leica. Well, Leica just doesn't lot... care right now, and I'm just like, that's perfect. That's why all their stuff is always great. And that's the thing. They're trying to carve out their own piece of that market, and Disney has that center lane. They got that center lane locked yeah, like down. Yeah, they're, they're fine. You know, if DreamWorks want to get some, wants to get in the passing lane and go real fast, Turbo, they can. 
And if Laika, you know, wants to Laika's, take the Laika's, scenic route. Laika's still trying to merge on. They're taking the scenic route. They're doing their own thing. And I freaking love them for it. Yeah, like, I mean, they've amazing. got, you know, they've got uh, LGBT characters on there. Uh, they, yeah. they have more death than any Disney movie does. They're, they're I phenomenal. Like, I like how they, they kill the parents in the first one. Like, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like in Kubo. Kill the parents. Uh-huh. And then they bring them back. And then they're like, oh, we're going to kill them again. <laughs> it's like, jeez. Yeah. That's like, hey, Disney, you kill your characters once. We kill us twice. Well, and Disney never shows it. Yeah. Really. This one they, they showed. They indicated. We're going to show them getting killed twice. Yeah. That's true. Well, my number one pick. You ready? You have a guess? Uh, No. Uh, I, I'm going all the way back to their first year of production. For me, Prince of Egypt is still the greatest thing that they ever put out. And I don't think anything can top it from DreamWorks. It is the best. Wasn't our Prince of Egypt the same? Yeah. Wait, what? What? I'm confused. What? Didn't you you agree that Prince of Egypt was like number four? No, that was number four was Road to El Dorado. Oh, that was our, yeah. okay, never mind. You threw me off there. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? No, number one, Prince of Egypt, totes amazeballs, as the kids say these days. No one says that. I know. You're it's, old. That's, that's old already. Anyway. It's totally radical. It's a perfect, perfect movie. I can find very, very little wrong with it. Uh, it's even a stretch to find those small things. Great movie. And it didn't even... Did it make your list? Yeah, it's number three. Oh, it was number three, and, right next to Roland. Oh, Dorado. that's that's what I think it was. Yeah, like I put it at yeah. number three, and you're like, why well, number three? I thought it'd be. I thought it would be your top one. I really did. I'm I'm surprised by How to Train Your Dragon. I'm, I liked How to Train I'm Your Dragon. Pleasantly pleased that you put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think it, See, it the, has it has way more humor. We need. I like funny stuff. We need Leica to put out one more movie, and then we can do a top five Leica. Well, see, here's the thing with Leica. We have to wait five more years before we get another Leica movie. I think it'll be faster than that. I don't think it'll Maybe be another five years. Maybe two years? Yeah. Did Kubo make money? I think so. I haven't looked, really, but I can't imagine it didn't. It was so good. Yeah. So good. We need to get it to our Leica. Uh, yeah. We should. Leica. <laughs> Hook us up. Give us a tour. Um... Uh, yeah, if they do one more, we we do it. That's our next top five. As soon as their fifth one comes out, we do top five Leica. So episode one hundred and twenty, we'll probably do our top five yeah. Leicas. We're we're pretty confident we're going to be around that long. I think we will. No, we'll no. Remember, uh, twenty seventeen, we start skipping ten episodes. Oh, so like the next episode would be episode thirty. Yeah. So we do to, episode to fake everybody out. Thirty three, then forty three, then fifty three. And and why would we do that? I don't know. Yeah, that's dumb. Because it, it looks cool. No, nah, let's not do that. We it, it would look cooler if we did, like, episode 1.0, episode 1.1. We're not doing any decimal points. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't like my decimal points. No. Okay. No decimals. All right. Fine. Okay. Well, we need to go watch some uh, something special some, that we're doing. Some cartoony stuff. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I want some coffee. You should get some coffee then. Yeah. Actually, I want a green tea frappuccino. It's, it's candy in a cup, man. Yeah, bro. 
So just what do you think coffee is? No, coffee is this is this is coffee. There's no other sweetener or creamer or so. But but so why do you drink the coffee? What does I, the coffee help you do? It helps me enjoy has, life. Does it have caffeine in it to help you stay awake? It does have caffeine. Well, in what it. do you think the, uh, the, the the frappuccino has? It has sugar in it. Yeah, which helps you stay awake. Okay. One clogs I, but your one ar- is candy and one's not. That's what one, I'm saying. One will clog, clog your arteries and give you diabetes, and the other one will make you, you know, have to use the restroom because it's coffee. Yes. And on that diuretic note, what a wonderful episode this has been. Gavin, do you want to tell everybody <laughs> where, where they, they can, can find, find us? Me? Well, right I now us. I'm 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 a little chilly here in Rapunzel's t- Tower. It's like seventy degrees. I, that doesn't change like, the fact it's... that I'm a little chilly, Josh. And it's also like, but it's thirty degrees outside. <laughs> I'm a slight fellow, so I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. And Rapunzel, where they, where can they find you? You can find me at mandymore.com. Mm-hmm. And, no, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. Gavin, where can they find the podcast? They can find it at Animation Station Podcast on Instagram, at Animate Podcast on Twitter. You can find our website at www.animationstationpodcast.com. And there's a Tumblr thing I've heard of. Yeah, we Tumblr. Blobbity Blue. Uh, but you can download our episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. So go do that and subscribe and rate us five stars. And if you am want. I missing something? Yeah, and you know, get, leave us a comment. I mean, you yeah. can rate us. We would we would appreciate that. Yeah, man. You know. Um. Oh, we did. Uh, we did do a giveaway that didn't really talk about too much oh yeah yeah so you know guys we always want you guys to pay attention to interact with us to you know be our friends so this past week we did a little post that was basically just a picture of a promotional pin that we got when we went to see moana and indicating that we might have an extra so we ended up um posting that and we decided to just give it away to one random person who sent us a comment on that post and we did, and congratulations to Carolina. She won it um, from our Instagram post. Um, so congrats. Yeah, it's like Caroline Negi, but yeah, I just go with Carolina. E-G, E-G or E-G? It's, it's E-E-G-E. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say that, but people's usernames are kind of tricky sometimes. Yeah. But so anyway, like congrats, Caroline. and everybody out there, we're always giving stuff away, so make sure you comment and like and just interact with us, and you never know. We've done a few random giveaways that were just just that simple. Just, just yeah, comment. Send a comment, and you might be the lucky winner. So I guess that's about it for this yeah, episode. Um, yeah, you Number can 20, in the books. Yeah, you can listen to some of our other podcasts on the network. Yeah. Uh, like Getting Into Comics, which is like what's the name? And then it's an anthology an now. anthology now, yeah. Um, of past episodes. Yeah, and our good friends, Liam and Brittany, over at Cloud CityCast. Yep. Always pumping out stuff whenever they feel like it now no they're pretty consistent it's just a busy time of year yeah come on josh be nice play oh, nice hey i'm just saying they're our pals i know they are <laughs> they're great people yeah they gave One us two episodes is. this week and they gave us two episodes last week and you're spoiled that you need three every week man be grateful yeah hey <laughs> i i don't know yeah. I, I, i'm just agreeing right now all right 
Well, let's wrap it up so we can go watch some other cartoons. Yay! Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 